Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right. Nice, good, cold evening in yeah. Santa Cruz. Some bears are hibernating. <laughs> I know. No, I know. It's, it's starting to feel like winter. Yes, if you're listening in your cars, drive safely because that black ice, it is invisible and dangerous, especially tomorrow morning on the way to work. Oh, absolutely. Just pretend like any moment you, your car can slide off the road and drive <laughs> as such, and you, you'll, you'll live. So. You'll make it. Yeah. That's right. You know, actually, that kind of weather is good weather to kind of snuggle up and watch uh, some good movies, you know? That's ah. what I'm finding. And speaking of good movies, I'm going to use that as a lead-in. How's that? Come on. I watched a movie today while I was working. I had it playing in the background, and I uh, got my attention, actually. It's called Died Suddenly. Uh, it was Stu Peter. Someone gave me uh, – I've got a friend, Anna, who always gives me all kinds of great uh, – leads from San Luis Obispo and she's always finding movies and that one was a great movie it's a documentary and the the name or the title kind of gives it gives it away died suddenly suddenly. you're hearing that in the news all the time if you do a search on google died suddenly you get all these people of the last week that died suddenly and almost all of them are young people from the covid shot yeah they're not sids like sudden death you know infant deaths they're sudden adult sads yeah. Adult yeah. death syndrome. Usually on the soccer field. Or, yeah. you know. Athletes who shouldn't be dying, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds. Yeah, Olympic yeah. Uh, pe- People who just go to sleep and don't wake up. I mean, it's not good. Oh, it's crazy. You know, if you're into horror movies, this would be a great movie to watch. Uh, I'm not into horror movies, but that one, they're pulling out these like rubber bands out of people. You know, it's so they have these embalmers. That's what it is. <laughs> Let me put the context right. to that. There's these embalmers across the country, the funeral homes, actually, and what they're doing is they're they're asking them, hey, is there anything different? And they're saying, in the last 18 months, we've seen things we've never seen before, ever. And we've been doing this for you know 20, 30 years, whatever that person is. And they're saying they're they're uh, they're trying to put the formaldehyde into the body. And they say, hey, it's not going, it's not making it all the way through. We're getting blockage. So they check their pump, and oh, the pump's working. And so what they find is that these veins and arteries are being filled with a fibrous clot. It's not a blood clot, even though they call it a blood clot. It's not. There's no blood in it. It's just right. a fibrous thing. And they're pulling it out, and they they, they kind of describe it as calamari um, yeah. or a rubber band. And it, it could be three feet long. It's just disgusting. And they're just pulling them out. They're little incisions. It was horrifying. And they're saying, we've never seen this. This is definitely tied to... People, the vaccine. That, people that are vaccinated, yeah. yeah. And then there's a, another one, that, another movie that uh, is just coming out called The Plot Against the President, and it's basically on Russiagate and the Russiagate hoax, and it, it has some uh, great uh, commentary from Cash Patel and John Solomon oh, and Matt Get- mm-hmm. Getz and Devin Nunes and uh, General Flynn. And so it really goes into the pieces of the plot uh, by media, by CIA and FBI, and uh, the DNC against President Trump. Oh, you mean all those election deniers who <laughs> prepared a plot to take him out before he even got started? You know what makes that movie even better is the fact that it's been proven in court now. You know, the whole thing with the Russia, 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 right? I mean, you know, it's the funniest thing to look at all these little clips, you know, that you know, mad cow and all that stuff, that lady, you know, and they're all saying this is Russian uh, disinformation, Russia collusion. And, uh, you know, he colluded and they say it as it as if it were fact. Adam Schiff, I have absolute indisputable Absol- proof yes. and then never produced show any, it. any proof at all. <laughs> no, nope, ever never did. And so they, that went in front of, you know, many people that wanted yeah. to take it on the president. They had nothing, nothing. And so that just shows. So, so when a movie comes out like that, this isn't like propaganda. This no, is like no. no, it's backed up with actually real evidence. They yeah. it, it was proven in a court of law. Yeah, so. you had Vinman come before and and say, I thought I heard somebody say something once that he said. Yeah, and we're like, well, okay, now you've got a, a laptop with thousands of gigabytes of information on it, proving that the current president has colluded with China, right? Yeah, our enemies, and and a bunch of other things, and. There's no investigation being done. No, crickets, total yeah. crickets. Yeah, it's complete yeah. double standard. Yep. Yeah. Any other movies that are good? Oh, I just watched a movie um, called uh, Enjoy the Show by Tori Says. And Tori Says is a ex-CIA agent. She was trained by John Brennan, NSA. 
and mm. she explains how they overthrow governments in foreign countries and how that's what's going on in America right now. Yes, John Brennan is a very evil man. He's very, very evil. evil. Yeah. <clears throat> Write that down. Yeah, very and so, evil. Enjoy and that's that that uh, show. Basically, I just finished watching it too, and and it shows how the media and how Hollywood uh, really they get get into uh, being part of the narrative, the whole mockingbird gaslighting right. of the public. Yeah, well, CAA. And you, you remember, yeah, CAA. There's an organization called CAA. It's like cultural arts something, and it's all about bringing in talent and then indoctrinating them into a certain belief system and then also secretly bringing them in. There was, there was like in the 80s, remember back in the 80s, there was a whole satanic panic that went on and everybody was talking about people selling their souls to Satan to be get, to get money and power. That was, that was the CIA. You were selling your soul to basically CAA to get, to basically become part of their system and to, to, to explain their narratives and explain and to do. They even have people in script writing, adjusting scripts so that the movies and the theater and all of the, all, all of that whole genre in Hollywood would follow a a narrative that benefits America, but really benefits the Uniparty and the Central Intelligence Intelligence Agency, and basically benefits the plan towards the New World Order. Hmm. That's that's you know so. Good well, movie. Those, those are some things to do at home when it's raining. And if you want to bring in some family members who may not quite be where you are on uh, what's going on in this world right now. But there's also an event at Convergence, isn't there, this Saturday? Yeah, we're going to have a little worship, a little Christmas gathering, original music. La, 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 Yeah, we're going to sing some Christmas uh, carols, and there's going to be some original music at Convergence, um, the church there at 3775 Capitola Road. Uh, 6 30 p.m it's gonna be a great time come out bring your friends sing some christmas carols hear some hear some music eat, eat some christmas cookies diet no calories there you go saturday saturday december 10th yeah and you know that's good for the soul uh in more ways than one but you know we, we talk about a lot of things we're exposing a lot of things that are dark and stuff but mm -hmm. sometimes you need to just remember what this season is about you know come jesus on. is the reason for the season you've seen that yeah. bumper sticker out there and i i believe that but it's also a time of fellowship with uh like-minded people and just gathering and the lord blesses those times i i feel always blessed going to those so well, yeah. the gathering the saints together and encouraging each other is super needed right now yeah. after what we've all been through so absolutely well there's some other uh, news coming up i mean tonight we probably we might know tonight who is the <laughs> senator in georgia with the walker and warnock runoff man i gosh that i do not like that warnock guy i mean mm -hmm. i've seen quotes of him saying things and he's supposed to be a preacher and a pastor and he's just a, we used to have a word for that when people don't actually follow the bible but they call themselves a preacher and a pastor when people knew the when people knew the Bible, they, we called those heretics. Uh, so you've got this heretic basically, who is pretending to be a pastor, spiritual leader, and he's running for a senator against the guy that against the guy like Walker, who's a really solid man. So yeah, mm -hmm. I like think the they Joe. call they call that deep church. Just like there's a deep, deep state. state, there are implanted, embedded people within the the um, the mainstream church yep. that really do not believe what they say they believe. Yeah, they usually have a little deeper pockets. They make some contributions. They seem to have a little bit more sway than the, the person throwing in their two mints, you know, two pennies. So yeah, Some big, big pockets, yeah. people pouring money into those organizations, mega churches. Yeah, do you hear the joke about the, the Christian and the pastor? That's what this uh, election is, right? The Christian and the pastor, yes. Yeah. The pastor. Now, I'm not making a blanket statement about pastors. Just this uh, Georgia That's right. runoff. That's, That's right. Brandon is a pastor, yes. and we love him. He is a yes. sincere, many, and many his good integrity out is there. good. The majority, I would say, are good. But you'd be naive if you didn't if you didn't understand that there are embedded ones within the church. Yep. There's, yep. There are CIA people guiding pastors on what they should do with the direction of their church mm -hmm. yeah yeah so and that's coming that came out in a couple articles so and i even know of that happening so all right so here's let's move into this one uh well okay first of all we're going to move into the major focus tonight but 
want to make sure that we have a little bit of time at the end to have, take some calls. So uh, we're on KSEO. We're back on the radio at night. But we're on KOMY and KSEO. You can call in at 479-1080, 479-1080. We'll be taking calls the last 20 minutes of the show. Um, and we're, we're going to get into a couple major stories right now. Um, every time we get into major stories, I wonder what is it how is it being twisted to keep our eyes off of what we're supposed to probably be paying attention to, you know? And I think there's some stuff out there. I, you know, I know what I think we need to keep in front, no matter what we talk about tonight, what we need to keep front and center is what kind of bills are being passed in your state that are like, like the whole giving shots to kids all ages and making it part of the normal series of shots. Like, what are they pushing through while we're arguing about this over here? We yeah. need to be paying attention because we need to think globally but we need to act you know locally yeah. so let's not even as we talk about some big stories that are national news tonight we want to be encouraged you know mama bears and papa bears out there and people in california to, to be paying attention to what's going on in the legislation because there's a couple really That's bad right. bills going through and this is a lame duck um session of of the legislation of congress both in the senate and in in the house and uh there are things that get have been pushed through in other lame duck sessions that have been very detrimental to our country. I know that's when the uh, the National Reserve was uh, first pushed through, right. and this time, uh, basically, Congress will um, will go into recess around December fifteenth, and the Senate around the twenty third. So they know their time there is very limited. So they don't ha many will not be accountable. Uh, again, because they'll be leaving office, and so they are not concerned about uh, re-election, re-election, and what the people think. And so that that accountability during this time, there is a lot of um, bait and switch and smoke screens. And we need what you said is so true. When we we get these hot um, trends on Twitter and on our social media, we need to look what else is that possibly distracting us from. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of these people are just pulling the pin and walking out, right. you know, and it's like I have no, no accountability. I'm done. And so they have nothing to lose. They don't have to gain reelection. And so, yeah, we've got to keep our eyes open during that time. So what are some of the big stories happening right now? I mean, I know some of them. Well, but, uh, the, I mean, I think, I think the biggest one, which could be, you, you mentioned, Chris, could be an actual distraction as well, but it is happening that, that the rollout of the Twitter gate uh, – stuff with uh, Elon Musk there's there's been part one there's going to be another part two it was kind of supposed to come out the other night and then it didn't but there's files being released showing for sure that Twitter censored 99% of the time censored conservative speech not based on uh, their rules but based on ideology and it's coming out and then basically Biden and others and even recently came out that uh, the, in the Arizona runoff Katie Hobbs, yeah. Katie Hobbs was having Twitter drop take people stuff down yeah so like a year even a year before the uh, the election she was already targeting people like Carrie Lake and stuff yeah you know what's interesting is is when uh, Elon bought that company he not only got the public comms that people had posted but he got private comms within the company and so he's finding a lot of stuff that was with the FBI, DOJ, saying, hey, you need to, you know, do this, do that, uh, censor this person, you know, shadow ban that person. And they're like, what'd they call it? They said uh, done or something handled. like that. Handled. Handled, handled which yeah. just is such a puppeteer type of handler, um, yep. handler. Uh, terminology. Yeah. So, so let's go into what the Twitter gate is. It's basically this weekend. It was Friday night, I believe, was when the dump yeah. The, the email dump happened, and, and what happened is there's a writer for Rolling Stones magazine, right? Matt uh, Taibbi, is that how you say his, his name? Taibbi, so, Taibbi. Yeah. And he, uh, he was given the, the dump of emails to look through because he is really a world-class journalist. And he, he actually has had a lot of, uh, he's not a Trumper, at all. Oh, he's and a lefty. So he is definitely a lefty, but he's an excellent writer and he's an excellent journalist. And Musk, I think, was very strategic giving him the, yeah. the emails and to sort through them and to very quickly release into a public forum um, what has been going on. So he's wanting to expose the censorship that has both influenced the elections mm -hmm. and, and also just uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, 
uh, influenced a lot of things, a lot of products, a lot of um, mind thought. And so he, this, this Twittergate is an exposure by Musk through the dumping of the emails. Yeah, I think somebody said that he didn't just buy a company, he bought a crime scene. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm. I've been very impressed with uh, Elon and what he's doing and stuff. And I, 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 I think of it less as a distraction personally. I mm-hmm. think he's really part of the plan. Like he's actually becoming a white hat. Uh, he's exposing things right at a critical time, and he's so smart. He's strategic, like you had said. You know, he could have got a, you know, someone on the ultra right, and they would say, "Oh, you're just mm-hmm. doing this for Trump. Oh, you're just doing that." You know, they and him and Trump have kept some distance, mm-hmm. but there have been a lot of people. A lot of anons that said this is part of the plan. They were saying it a year ago uh, that Elon's going to do this. He's a white hat on the inside. Yeah, they were saying a white hat, but they talked about uh, what he would be doing, and and here it is happening now, almost a year later. Well, and you know, there's a lot of misinformation. There's purple that white hats using disinformation to kind of deflect, and you know, it's like in football when you 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 do a fake and then you throw a pass instead. You know, you there's all that going on, and. You know, people ask the question, you know, can Elon be trusted? I mean, some people think that he's just gaining people's trust, you know, to introduce all kinds of new technology that people wouldn't normally say yes to because they're excited about they trust him. And so there's a there's a you know, there's a danger there we need to be paying attention to. Uh, But, I, you know, all those same theories have came up with Trump. And I, you know, you know, is he just pretending? I'm like, okay, well, I can't I can't know a man's thoughts and I can't know a man's heart. I can only know his actions. And the actions that Elon is do are doing are amazing, and the actions that Trump did as a president, I would want all those things. You know, all of the the, the things that he defended in the legislation he put forth. The, the so whether he is secretly some other person, his outward person, I support. You know, yeah, yeah. at least so. for right now. Yeah, I mean, as far what as he's I know. doing, he seems to be doing well. And and Alec, uh, our engineer, he brought up he he broke in earlier on uh, Elephant in the Room, and he brought up a, a breaking news that James Baker, who was the the counsel, uh, basically the in house counsel for Twitter, um, he actually monitored what was dumped and what was given to Matt Tiabi. Uh, so it was it was censored, and when um, Musk heard about that, he basically escorted um, James Baker, the same FBI James Baker that was part of RussiaGate and wow. uh, the the collusion hoax. He he um, gave him a leave of absence permanently uh, from <laughs> the Twitter uh, his his Twitter paycheck. So um, that. I think what we're going to see is a maybe a dump of 1.5 because what we got was already censored, and even that had some interesting information about um, about the Biden camp censorship. And you know they they did a um, they did a uh, survey of the employees on Twitter, and 99 point something. It was more than 99. A point zero percent of them contributed to the Democratic uh, campaigns. Wow, ninety nine. So you've got these people who are running a company. They have a huge media platform influence, and they are deciding what can and cannot stay uh, in in this this massive media social media outlet. Yeah, I was surprised that there wasn't some sort of legislation brought before the United States Congress or brought before brought out that to break up these um, monopolies, you know, because in some ways Twitter is a monopoly in that it, 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 it's so strong that it has so much, so much, you know, strength behind it that it, if you get one political party behind it only, it, you're, you, you crush the other competition. So, you know, obviously Musk coming in is, is, is fixing that, you know, changing that and balancing out the power because that's, because, you know, power wants to condense itself. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely and that's going to happen on both sides both the democrats and yeah. the republicans I, I i the only way you can actually have good power is when it's balanced and checked and that was what was happening is there was no checks and balances going on internally so yeah, yeah. did you uh, listen to the q a on sunday that elon had an open podcast and he he actually had about seven or eight different people i found a couple things really interesting one he he said very seriously he said he understands that there are threats on his life uh, wow. because of this exposure. And he's a pretty powerful man. So he said, uh, 
he, he said, let's just say I'm not going to be riding in any open motorcades <laughs> yeah. anytime lately. I did hear that, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a serious, when, when we as a nation are, I mean, admitting that there is a, a cabal cartel that we need to be afraid of, a mafiosa mm. um, contingent that is powerful in our nation that we need to be afraid of, that's serious, and it's just an ugly, ugly scene. Well, that ties it back to JFK's speech on the president and the press. I mean, that's what JFK talked about two years before he got killed, or a year and a half before he was killed. And then you think of guys like uh, one of those major crypto tech giant guys, young guy was in his 30s that took a long walk on the beach by himself and drowned somehow in his clothes, no wallet or anything stolen. And even posted and said, the, the CIA is after me. They want to they kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, Yikes! Yeah, we're in a we're in a we're in a war, guys. We're in a war, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you know, people's people are. <laughs> well, this is every bit of war, like third world war. I mean, it really is, you know. And I've heard mm-hmm. it over and over. Yeah, you're not going to see bullets. You're not going to see tanks, mm-hmm. but it is just as powerful. I mean, you think about the vaccine. How many people died from that versus a bullet? You know, I mean, it's it's a lot worldwide, and and it's about information. It's really about information. You can actually drive the masses to do anything. I mean, think about it. Uh, how, mm-hmm. Could you ever imagine in a million years convincing people to wear a mask, driving in a car by themselves in the summer? And it's like, and, and there weren't people falling, you know, on the side of the road dead from this uh, disease. Nope. No, it's like, but it was all the fear, power of fear tactics. and the power, yeah. And so you could literally drive countries into madness. It could take themselves out. Yeah. And so yeah. we're seeing that power and, and that kind of warfare. But it's being exposed, and that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think that there was going to be a more subtle, long-release plan, and Trump coming to office sped that plan up. They, they changed their plan. And what happens when you change a plan in the middle of a war? You get sloppy. Make mistakes. You make mistakes. And when you change your plan, if you have a master plan, it forces your hand. And I think that's what happened when Trump came into office. They didn't think that she would lose. Hillary Clinton would lose, and so they were all election deniers, saying that he he wasn't legitimate. And then they, you know, him going into office shut down their plan, and so that created them to have to do it differently and faster to try to hurry up to catch up with what they're. So that's what I see going on, and that's my my firm belief and and hope that mm-hmm. that that the, that the the cabal knows they're losing, and the Twitter is a yeah. big deal. And I, I think for us, you know, we are wake the bear. We're trying to red pill people around us and say, hey, are you noticing something that we need to pay close attention to in our, our nation is happening? So this Twitter gate and, and Twitter, what Elon is doing is a great place to begin to have conversations with your family and friends who may not be where you are yet. Yeah. We, you got to wake people up. Yeah. And, you gotta, and whether subtly or you know, splash a big bucket of water on them, but you really just need, or stand on the street corner and say, wake up, people, wake up. Don't you see what's going on? Yep, and Twitter's a great place to do it, too. You know, they have true social, and, you know, I've, I've been told it's an echo chamber, you know, but that's where I get a lot of my information. But Twitter is where the war is. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, battle that's the front ideas. lines with right and left, and, you know, and I hate to, to divide people up like that, but they're, this country really is in two divisions, ultimately, you know. But it's, I, I think that it's not, I be honest, I think that the left, the extreme left, is way smaller group than anybody thinks. Oh, yeah. Because I, I've been on Twitter or before Musk, and I've interacted with people, and then you get like 30 people who would refute what you say, and they would do it, you know, and, you know, and then you realize, oh, they only have like five followers, two followers. They, and then I found out that whole article about the bot farms the bots, that were created. Yeah. So, so I think the whole point is to to make Americans believe that they're the mm-hmm. minority, that that there really mm-hmm. is clothes on the king. The emperor really has beautiful clothing, and everybody's like, oh, "Okay," and no one wants to say anything. And then some little kid goes, "Hey, he's naked. The emperor's <laughs> naked." Yeah. Everybody goes, "Yeah, we all thought the same thing. Well, how come you didn't say anything? It took a kid to, to like speak yeah. out. Someone that just." Had nothing to lose. We didn't have fear. We just spoke. Like that's yeah. what's going on right now. And so we need to like tell people, yeah, you, what you're thinking is happening is actually happening. And yeah. So so speak up. Speak up. You, know? well, you see that. With, I was going to say you see that with Elon uh, taking polls now. You know, I mean, he did one what, yeah. yesterday yeah. Or, or so about you know should uh, Julian Assange that's and right. Snowden Snowden. get their Twitter accounts back. 
It was 80% said yes. yes. This is 3 million people that answered that. 3 million. That's wow. an awful lot. So if, if the bots have been taken out successfully, now you're starting to see that's, you know, that's 3 well, to 1. Well, even Trump. Most of the people, yeah, I went on Twitter, most of the people hate Trump. The majority of them, right? And then he does a, a survey, and the survey shows like 51%, 52% wanted Trump to get his voice back. I'm like, that's not the representation that I've seen on Twitter the last three years. Right. It had been 90% again. So him. it's shown. Yeah, I don't think we've been seeing really uh, accurate polls. You know, um, this is also a time to expose some of the, the extreme evil uh, that's been going on. And and one of our subjects we wanted to talk about was Balenciaga and the 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 extreme evil. It's very disturbing what's coming out from that high-end um, apparel industry uh, that's been going on for a long, long time, but it's been wow. held at bay and it hasn't quite been in your face. So if, if you're not familiar with that story, uh, there's been was a, a photo shoot by uh, Balenciaga that came out with some very disturbing um, children in bondage pictures uh, with some deep dark things in the background and and basically they said um the owners of the company said oh it's the photographer's fault right. but that these photographs are gone over at very high levels in the corporate industry and there isn't a a, a there isn't a fly or a paperclip in those photos that have not been talked about or right. have purpose in those photos so that just it doesn't hold water and they actually were had a lawsuit against the photographer and then they pulled it i think they realized they were they it was a desperate last uh it was not a good thing to take the photographer to court because everything would come out yeah and it would come out in discovery and then they would be proven false and they'd be proven liars and they would have to answer questions and make it even worse for them yeah i don't i don't even like saying the name of the company be honest because of what's come out about that what the name could actually mean yeah but, tell us about that well i mean there was people that were taking the name and putting it into a translator and both in latin and another uh, name uh, type of language i don't know what it is it's burma or not burmese but something like that um it means one of two phrases um bail is king or it means do as as you will mm-hmm. which both of those phrases obviously are satanic um do as you will is a phrase from Aleister Crowley. Um, that's basically the premise of the Satanic Bible that was that he put together in like the seventies. And then you have the, um, and then of course Baal. Baal is the king that, I mean, he's the 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 deity that Elijah stood against against uh, you know. Um, Child sacrifice. Ahab, and yeah, and yeah, Ahab and Jezebel. Lust. They were doing all kinds of wickedness, and he said, yeah. "If Baal be God, worship Baal. But if Yahweh's God, worship him." And I think that's what we're seeing in our culture right now being played out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In a modern sense, it's the exact same. Is Baal God? Is Baal your God Mm -hmm. or is Yahweh your God? Is Jesus your king or is money, power, sex, evil your king? Yeah. Yeah. All those things were hand in hand with Baal worship. Yeah. Yeah, Why do you think they're so in in your face with it right now? Why do you think that that would be? I mean, it is disturbing Everyone who sees it. Well, I, I think they do it like they're almost like it's almost like testing the culture to see if we'll react to it. Because remember, like a year ago, what's his name? Little Nas came out with his satanic shoes that had like a drop of blood in them. Right. Yeah. And then there was this big uproar and say everybody boycotted them and boycotted everything about him. There was a backlash that was appropriate. Right. Um, and you get these things every every now and then. I mean, think about Abramovich, like when she was doing her whole spirit cooking, spirit cooking thing, and then she, then Microsoft adopted her and made a whole commercial with her, and it had like hundreds of thousands of down votes and like barely any up votes, and they had to drop her off of that whole campaign. Yeah, kind of like they did with Biden's election. He was on on YouTube, oh, yeah. and there was so many down votes that they had to take it off. <laughs> I think what's happening is is that. The, the, the yeah. satanic cabal keeps trying to see how they can push culture. And if they don't get a reaction, then they take ground. Yeah. 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 And it comes in waves. You, you put the extreme out there and then the less extreme seems more normalized. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're, that's exactly. You're, you're yeah. desensitizing people to it. I mean, I remember as a kid when the gay parade they had in San Francisco, all of a sudden uh, the Man Boy Love Association wanted to join that parade. And they had a 
tons of homosexuals throwing tomatoes at him. Get out of here, you sickos, and all that stuff. I re- I remember it vividly. Oh, they're a pedophile. Yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, they're a pedophile club. You know, and but the first it. year or two, they they were persecuted, and now you know they, they're in in like Flynn with the rest of them as far as you know solidarity. Uh, but the, those first two years, they were throwing rocks and tomatoes at them, saying, get out of our parade, and you know all that stuff. So well, everything's in waves. And so what happens is, is you point at something that's more drastic. And I think that's what this Balencia, you know, this whole thing is. It's testing the waters, as, uh, as you said, Brandon. But it also normalizes things that are halfway there. And what, what are people willing to accept as normal mm-hmm. now? And that's and that's that's what the enemy does is he pushes and he pushes and yeah. he pushes to try to see what people. I mean, there was this whole thing about like uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, who was it? Not Caitlyn Jenner. It was one of the Jenner oh, girls who was Kardashian. like, yeah. Oh no, excuse me, the Kardashians. Kim. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Kim. Yeah, it was Kim, Kim. Kim took Kim like ten days just to say what they did was bad, right? And then one of and what is one of her sisters or her daughter? I don't know who she is. Another Kardashian was did this whole thing for her for her um, her new line of product that was coming out, and she was dressed completely naked with blood poured all over her. Oh yeah, that was that was a sick I sick. I mean, um Tucker Carlson uh I, I'm glad it was on mainstream on Fox News basically. He said the disturbing trend that's occurring in adults crossing the line into deep involvement with sexuality of children has got to end. That has always been and must always be in a civilized society, the forbidden thing. It is considered unacceptable even among prison inmates, but now it seems to be growing. The clothing ad for Balenciaga's photo shoot features a young girl holding a teddy bear and a bondage outfit. Then in case you missed it, uh, there, you can point out on the the photo shoot that there's a reference to a U.S. Supreme Court case called Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition, and that case struck down a law against kitty porn. What is this? Tucker said, "It's exactly what it looks like—an endorsement, an attempt to normalize child pornography." Wow! Wow! Mm. Well, that's a, a distraction. And definitely uh, fills the news cycle. Um, there is one thing. Uh, you did a daily pause this week, uh, Chris, and that was talking about what we kind of mentioned a little bit last week about those four brothers, the Bronson brothers. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because you did such a great job. And, and if anyone has not seen the daily pause that we uh, do on wakethebearradio.com, uh, I would invite you to go and check it out. Um, but, yeah, you covered that great. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a Supreme Court case that is uh, possibly going to be heard very soon um, that's being brought up. It's a um, by a single person, an individual uh, citizen, a voter from Utah. His name is Raylan Brunson, and he actually has gotten all the way up to the Supreme Court. Wow. And basically he has said he's been disenfranchised by uh, 385 members of Congress who refused to do the investigation on January 6th. That was a constitutional um, clause that would have uh, allowed for investigation in possible voter fraud of the 2020 election. And because, uh, you know, the, the disruption came, and the the uh, so-called rioters came in and took their selfies um, in the Capitol building, and uh, so the the Congress was actually discussing should they take that ten uh, day pause and do the investigation during that um, that time when there was a breach in the Capitol, and uh, so they were whisked away, and then uh, they thought they'd come back the next day, but Nancy Pelosi called. Michael Pence, and he said, no, we can reconvene right away in an hour. And so they got the security in there, they reconvened, and there was a whole different atmosphere. Uh, they said they, they, they were not going to even consider this, that uh, the Trump supporters were out of control, and uh, they were not going to vote on this constitutional um, clause that would have allowed for an investigation. So this is the case that... Um, Ray, Raylan is bringing up and to the Supreme Court. It's an unusual case because the the counsel at the Supreme Court has actually called him and has advised him how to present his case so that they can accept it. Right, and he's not he's not even actually attacking 
that there that there that the, the that there was an overthrow of the voter. I mean, integrity. Integrity. Of, He's actually the, the, the case is f- saying they failed to defend the, the Constitution. Constitution of the United States by at least examining for ten days the substantial evidence of voter fraud. Yeah, Ted Cruz had what a hundred other fellow congressmen mm-hmm. asking for the investigation. So it's not like... Yeah. We're just asking you to investigate. That's a lot of people. You need to look at the evidence, at least examine the evidence, and rather than just yeah. break, you know, push it aside. Yeah. Well, it's so, so interesting that it was happening during the breach. This discussion was happening, and then it was shut down. And then when they came back together, it was like, no, we are, we're done with this conversation. They tried to overthrow and cause a riot. And... Uh, you know that the film that was made of Nancy Pelosi in the the Capitol during that time, it actually was a relative. Was it was it not her daughter? Yeah, her daughter uh, was m- made a film of the you know the supposed break in and panic time. Uh, it, I mean, it looked like something it's staged, uh, it, low just, budget staged film. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it just it just makes you feel like you've been worked. To me, it's like, yeah. who do you think we are? How stupid. And so, I mean, honestly, the answer is uh, we're, we're only as ridiculous as we allow ourselves to be. And so this is a time when we really need to um, be praying for this support, this Supreme Court um, case and just ask for justice to be to be brought forth and at least have a hearing. And I mean, he's a hero. He has worked very hard on this case, Ray Rayland uh, Brunson. He's been thrown out of court quite a few times as far as his case. And now he is, uh, he's appealed it and he's finally gotten it back to where he's going to hear it by SOTUS. And this is a case that literally could take down the majority of the United States Congress, like 288 or 308, was it 300 something? 385 Congress Members people. Then would be Camilla removed Harris. from office. Yeah. They would never be allowed again to practice law or practice or be hold a position. Right. They would each be fined a million dollars per, per infraction. I think it's like six infractions. And okay. then like, and it's like 25 million for that, for Harris and, Biden and the other um, the others involved, the, the higher ups. Mike Pence. Mike Pence, right. And Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi. So, it, I mean, the fact that it's getting zero coverage on the mainstream media tells you something. Yeah, and you know, a, a lot of people would say, oh, you can't take that seriously. But you know, just thinking about it, the Supreme Court gets between five and 8,000 cases a year. Wow. Out of those five to 8,000 cases, they only take 150, maybe 200 cases, and that's it. And the very fact that they pursued Rallen and said, hey, we're interested in this case. Here's a couple things you need to do to make it more presentable. They gave him some advice. Mm-hmm. This is a clerk. Now, now clerks for the Supreme Court are not, you know, an intern, work in the summer or something like that. This, these are professional high-paid lawyers. And so they went in and said, hey, you need to do this. When can you get this ready? Oh, I don't know. It'd be about two months. Oh, no, it has to be much sooner than that. The fact that they were even putting a time period, they got it done in a week. First, they said four days, two months. They said four. Okay, four days. Yeah, they had the the amendment to it to it and they sent it in. It was within four, four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. And and it came in on the 20th of October and the 24th, I think it was. It was already on the docket. So it spent no. It got rushed right in. That says a lot. That says a lot. Well, and isn't doesn't Juan O'Savin say that he thinks that this is kind of like a, a Mexican standoff right now because this lame duck Congress will, is in danger of doing very stupid things like creating the Fed like they did in 1913 where they had a lame duck Congress create yeah. the Fed. So this lame duck Congress is talking about, and they've been talking about it for a while, packing the court and giving the, the, um, the justices and making it more than nine and then making them have a actual term, limit. term limits, which is so interesting. Everybody's been crying out for term limits for congressmen, but they're going to give term limits, term limits to judges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and we know why yeah. they want to they want to dissolve the power of that court. Yeah, yeah, it's a power grab. It's a power grab. So I don't know if it will be just a stick to beat them off, or if they literally will take them down. I'm hoping it's the second. Uh, sometimes I feel like you know got to start over. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they there's something to, but it's almost like a stalemate like the there's a loaded gun at the head of the congress that the, that the 
Congress yeah. has got one pointed at them. Um, Congress got one pointed at the real president. Right. Yeah. You know, they took him out with the fake uh, or a stolen election. Right. And so, yeah, there's a lot. Um, so it is a Mexican standoff, a Mexican as they say. Standoff. If you don't know what that means, just do a search and go under images. You'll see a bunch of cowboys pointing guns at each other. Who's going to pull the trigger? Because one person pulls the trigger, everybody's done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Reminds but there's been... a out of the three amigas. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting word picture. Spaghetti Western. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I mean, it's pro- prophetically, I've heard things like that, you know, that things would change. So... We'll see. You know, we, uh, the three of us, we do tend to give ear to prophetic ministries. We've seen some amazing um, prophetic words that God gave to people that were so weird and outlandish that you would never in your right mind like two presidents at the same time. Who on earth would ever say something like that in the flesh? That's, you'd be like cuckoo. But yet you see that. You know, you had one stolen. Yeah, Cam Clement. And so the fact that the guy had the guts. To say, this is a really weird word, God, but I'm going to say, I'm going to be obedient no matter how crazy it sounds. And I'm going to look really bad. And for years, people are going to think I'm just wacky, but I'm going to be obedient. And that's faith. Mm. Faith is risk. Yep. Yep, and that's that what is. they did. And, I, I, and you know, it, it's, it's sad that he's passed now because people are going to be like, wow, you are right. <laughs> yeah. Or you heard right. He and knows you, he you, did. Yeah. yeah. He knows now. He does yeah. now. And when things are, are difficult as they are right now in this nation, it's easy to, to get fearful and, and God doesn't want us to be fearful. Kim Clement also gave a prophetic word. He said that for the spirit of God says to this nation, I will preserve you. I will uphold you. You're going out and you're coming in. Your shores will be protected. Your skies will be protected. Your roads will be protected. Your earth shall be protected. The sea will be protected. The universe above you shall be protected and around you. America, the spirit of the Lord says, you shall be the light that I declared for your forefathers who laid down their lives for the this consecrated life for this freedom and for the liberty that the Holy Spirit gave them and now they will remove it and mock and scoff for God says who is laughing I am laughing now America shall not be crippled nor shall it be the horror of this pimp that has spoken in order to sell you to the prince of Babylon. Wow. Have you not tried it before? But they are puppets in my hands, says the Lord. And your enemy, he has what mis- he has said. What mystery can we try and understand? Your enemy understands nothing, no mysteries. He understands had he understood the mystery of the Lord, he would not have crucified the Lord on high. Wow. So there, there's a um, that was a Kim Clement word for our nation for such a time as this. So basically, God loves this country, and as you continue to pray with us, stand up strong, and uh, speak for freedom and speak speak uh, for hope. Yeah, that, there's we we know the end of the book. Yep, when. God wins. Well, we got a caller. We got a caller? Yeah, we do. Looks like we have Randolph from Pacific Grove. Randolph, you're on the air. Welcome. Randolph, I'm sorry. Can you hear us? There we go. Yeah, this is the first time I've called uh, Wake the Bear. Welcome. And um, I I hope uh, you agree with me that Elon Musk, after he's um, cleaned this uh, swamp in San Francisco up with uh, Twitter, that he moves the company to uh, Texas. Well, he may. I mean, he did with Tesla. I think their truck lines in Texas, at least. Yeah, I also don't think he's going to be very happy about paying the reparations task tax. Uh, probably I mean, not. He's going to want to get out of California, get away <laughs> totally. from Gavin Newsom. Yeah, I think he wants to get away from Gavin Gavin Newsom's. Yeah, that's all I really have. I just thought maybe you'd agree that he he, he should move uh, Twitter to Texas because uh, that is an innovative state. This is not. Yeah. Yeah. He might. He may want to have more balanced uh, crew to to do. And yeah. if if ninety nine percent were uh, socialist Democrats, you know. You know and, all uh, of the R and D, all the R and D that specialize in chemical engineering and defense and metallurgy and all the heavy industries are long gone. And uh, this whole thing with Baranos and Elizabeth Holmes and Twitter and Google and uh, fascist book and all this is a joke. This is fake industry. This is a joke. California will never achieve 
either uh, academically or in R&D, any, any, any sciences whatsoever. Once you forget what vacuum compression is and you no longer use that kind of engine, no one's going to know how to make one when they need to. No one's going to know how to forge steel when they need to. That's good. What are they going to do? Go go on the web uh, when we're uh, in a uh, you know when we're uh, in a Middle Ages, medieval age type situation. You know, yeah, that's a good point. You got great points. Where I, I I think moving to Texas, I, I like that idea. So uh, you know, I hope he does. Well, Brandon's been I mean, thinking I mean, about that. He's, he's on the way over there. Yeah, he's moved a lot there, and he lives there. And uh, hopefully, he'll sell all those uh, L.A. Uh, estates and just. Just have nothing to do with California. Send a message. You know, when people don't vote anymore, that sends a more powerful message than when they just go along with the two choices. And I think him leaving California uh, is going to send a message to the world because I know the Californians are so doped up they don't care, right? Yeah. I mean, we've lost all our science. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I, we agree with you. I think that, that we need to. That's why we have the show, Wake the Bear, as we're trying to wake people up. And it, it might take, you know, California to go bankrupt again to figure out that we need to uh, change how we're dealing with, uh, our, you know, how we regulate things here. Absolutely. Hey, you know, thank, thank you. Re- thank you very much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, it Randall. Good to hear. Yeah. All call- right. I like listening. Okay, bye. Yeah, call again. Okay. We have another caller. This is Andres from Royal Oaks. You're on the air. Hey, thanks for taking my call. So after the, uh, the Twitter file uh, exposure, Trump posted something on his social site, um, something about something along the lines of the, the Constitution is obviously uh, not being worked with here. It's time to suspend some of these rules and make things right. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yep. Yep. Uh, and and so he's basically saying that the Constitution's function, which was to uh, tie the hands of government and and make it work in a certain way. Uh, and, and have checks and balances so that people can have a functioning government, but at the same time have their freedoms uh, not messed with by the government. Um, he says that that's not working anymore. Uh, Ron Paul, who's also known as the, the grandfather of the constitutional movement or the libertarian movement, um, back in 2012 said the Constitution is dead, um, and he kind of did a little bit of a post-mortem speech after he said that my my question for you guys is what would you like to see after the uh the constitution is is formally abolished because right now it seems like it it, it's serving as a uh a form an excuse for the different mafias in power to pretend that they're following the constitution and screw the people over well, the Constitution is an administrative document primarily meant to tell how the, the government's supposed to work. One of the things that the, the Constitution lacks, in my opinion, is it should be a teaching document. It actually should have, well, why did they put this down? Like what? It, and the Federalist Papers cover a lot of the why, and I, I feel like the Constitution in its concept, and in, in its, it's good. It's, what has happened is that, um, like uh, Federalist Paper number 10 talks about factions taking over and that's why we don't have a democracy. We actually have a republic because we need the checks and balances to stop, you know. But what's happened is was when, when the uniparty and the, mon- the deep state money and the collusion with foreign governments and the cabal have are working the Constitution to use it to and they've taken over all the parts of the government. Then you no longer have checks and balances. That's that's what we're dealing with. Is we're dealing with late, almost like a death of a nation. We're like in a near near death experience right now. So that, since since all these other factions and groups and dark actors have taken advantage of of that weakness, what would you like to see in reality? Because the people aren't really fighting for the constitution um, practically. In, in real life, pe- people are not rising up against the factions. So what would be a good replacement for this uh, play of of the Constitution? Well, I I would like to see the military come back in. I, you know, following uh, Q, Q said that military is the only way. And uh, the Constitution talks about that. And to restore the Constitution, basically you have so much corruption on both sides, so bad that it needs to be completely cleaned out and restarted again with the very same constitution to return to that 
So it's a, it's a yeah, limited I don't, I don't time. I think you get it's, rid of the Constitution. I think you no, keep you the Constitution. No, you would not get it. Wouldn't I would, be a, I'm not for getting rid of the Constitution. I actually think it's a very, very good document. I think it's, one of the, it's the best Constitution that's ever been developed by any modern nation in the world. It's created. It's the fact that it's not being followed. It's not being followed. We have all these three-letter agencies. Those are all not constitutional. Yeah. But yet people so, think they are. You got you got one solution. You're saying it would be a military dictatorship, and then somebody else is saying uh, we just need to follow the constitution the right way. But well, you, I don't mean a military. Like very... No, what, a military dictatorship. It would not be because you cannot have civil war. I mean, it has been explained that it would be behind the scenes. Some people believe we are actually under that right now. I mean, if you looked at the inauguration oh. of of uh, Joe Biden. He did not get the 21-gun salute. He did not get any of those things. He got a funeral procession uh, at, at Arlington. I mean, it was just everything. And the military knows what they're doing. All the comms say that if you if you follow devolution. And so basically what it is is you, you don't want to come in with tanks or anything like that. You're going to have civil war, bloodshed. You don't want that. What you want to do is you want to slowly – Get the people, build build the cases up. That's why you allow the elections to be stolen over and over. People are seeing it. People are waking up every day. And when you get enough people backing it saying, we need this cleaned out, just like uh, Brazil. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the other country that had the military had taken over? Uh, well, Brazil just had that. But, right but um, in yeah. Asia. Uh, Mal- uh, Philippines. It was in that area. I forgot. It's not the Philippines. It started with an M. And but no, anyway. Nepal. Not, not Nepal, but Burma. Burma, you know, so it wasn't like uh, you have some general that takes over. Hey, we're taking over like you see in the movies and, and everyone's like a slave. Nothing like that. Have you read, uh, sorry to interrupt here, Andreas, have you read the um, the 2015 Department of uh, Defense Law of War? No, I have not. So I would look into that because it talks about in 11.3 the, what would happen when a belligerent government takes over a country, an illegitimate belligerent government, and what are the steps to restoring that government back to its legal status? That is, it's very well laid out. Um, the law of war manual has been around for a long time, but some people believe that's exactly what's happening. Is like when there was posts about something was going to happen on 11-3, it wasn't November 3rd. It was 11-3, meaning... In the war manual. The war manual it will have to restore a, a, a legal government uh, after... So- we got to go. We actually have one minute. Well, I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. Hey, thanks say, for- all these things are very like they, they sound fantastic um, and they don't sound reality based. It could be true, but they don't sound reality based. I, I, and I agree. I hear does, you. It I- still doesn't resolve the question of what's going to replace the Constitution. That's a great question. Good question. Hey, thanks for calling so much. We are out of time, and thank you for everything. So that was a good night tonight covering yeah. what's going on. We'll be on again next week. Yeah, uh, tomorrow's Pearl Harbor Day, so honor your vet. Know it's a day that will live in infamy, according to Franklin D. Roosevelt. So happy Pearl Harbor Day tomorrow to all you vets, and God bless you. God bless you. Good night. This has been Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO, 1080 on your AM dial. Oh.